Hey friends, it's Rebecca George, your host. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Radical Radiance podcast for a very special end of the year episode. I've been looking so forward to sharing with you. You know what I'm about to say. At the end of every quarter, we put together all of our friends' responses to my very favorite question that we ask every guest that comes on the show. And that is, what about Jesus makes you radiant. And if you're new to the Radical Radiance podcast, God really gave me the the vision for this show based off a passage in the Psalms. It's Psalm 34 verse 5. It says, those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. And so I love talking about when we look to Christ and follow him boldly, he makes us radiant being in his presence, spending time in his word, in community with fellow believers, that is what makes us radiant. And so I love having conversations about what God is teaching our guests in their own time with him and how that makes them radiant. And so I can't wait to share everyone's responses from October, November, and December with you now. So we've compiled them all together for you into one special episode. And I hope and pray that it encourages you today. Make sure you pass it along to someone who you believe it will encourage as well. And join me now as we welcome back so many of our guests from the last several months as they answer the question, what about Jesus makes you radiant? Oh, oh, I love that question. Um, I think that one thing I've observed about myself even as I've gotten older, you know, I'm coming up on 50 in a couple years and that feels weird to say, but you know, the no older No way. There is no way. <laughs> the the older I get, the more I see the beauty of the gospel and mm. I see the beauty of Jesus in me. Um, you know, you talk about self-esteem. I struggled with that for many, many years. I struggled with liking who I was. I struggled with liking what I looked like. You know, at my worst, I was at rock bottom of an eating disorder. Um, but as I as I get older, the the only things I like about myself are when I see the the character of Jesus reflected in me. And mm. when and and I can honestly say, you know, not that I'm without my struggles. I still struggle with you know, how I view myself. And, you know, that's going to be a a long time sanctification process, I think, until I'm face to face with the Lord. But as as that continues, and as I get older, um, I think that I I do see the radiance of Jesus in me and in other people. And I think that is what is going to ultimately be attractive to the world is to see a calmness, to see a peace. I think it's the peace probably more than anything is that I have peace knowing that no matter what my circumstances are, I could get a call today that uh, one of my children is, you know, very sick or that my husband has had a heart attack or one of my parents has passed away suddenly or that we lost all, you know, our money and we don't, you know, we have to move out or something. I mean, whatever the situation, like I know that I could get a call like that. Any of us could. And Mm -hmm because of what I've experienced in my life up to now, I know that God will shine in that moment. And it will be hard and it will be difficult and I will have to rely on him. But ultimately I know that it's in those moments that his radiance shines brighter. His goodness is more perceivable. 
his mercy yeah. and closeness are more near. And, um, and, and that's the hope we have as Christians because we aren't, it's not about the temporal stuff. You know, whether yeah. God gives you a huge home or a tiny home or no home, you know, we can trust him and we can live in him and still radiate these things. And that's kind of the message yeah. of the book, you know? And I, I didn't mean yeah. to swing that back around to the book, but that's no, really kind of I what the book's it. about, you know? Yeah. So since I'm the host of the Love Offering podcast, it seems like I always gravitate back to love. You know, we talked mm -hmm. about we're supposed to love as he's first loved us. And I'm also seems like I'm gravitating a lot towards Moses. But when I think about your question, I think about him when he was with the Lord, his face was radiant. And so yeah. when we spend time with the Lord, we become radiant and it's only him in us that makes us radiant. And so, um, you know, I, I, I was even thinking about, you know, this, this message of a little goes a long way. One of the main verses that I go back to is do not despise small beginnings because mm -hmm. the Lord rejoices to see the work just begin. And that verse is in Zechariah 410 and it's, it's referring to this temple that King David was supposed to build. He first had the idea to build, but God told him he wasn't to build it, that his son Solomon would. And then Solomon had so much wealth. It was this amazing, um, beautiful, spectacular temple that was then destroyed, that then they wanted to rebuild. And so when they did rebuild it, it did not match the size and the splendor of the original temple. And so everybody was actually discouraged because it was much smaller and seemed more insignificant than the first. And it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of, of the podcast. It's like when we start to compare what it's supposed to look like or what we think it should look like, if, and it seems smaller and less spectacular, then we discount it. But mm -hmm. what um, the author was, was saying in Zechariah is, do not despise these small beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin because it's not really about the outside that's so important. It's what's on the inside of the temple that's yeah. so important. And I think that that's my encouragement for everybody listening today. It's, it's not what's on the outside of our temples necessarily mm -hmm. that what is so important, but it's God who is on the inside of us that makes us truly significant and radiant. I love this question. The first thing that I can think of is his grace over my life. Yeah. Um, it brings me to tears every time I think about it because he didn't have to redeem what was lost. He didn't have to restore. Yeah. He didn't have to heal. He didn't have to bring me my husband. Like There are so mm. many things that he has done that I do not deserve. And that is That is grace. That is grace and mercy over my life. And that is, that is what makes me radiant and cry at the same time. <laughs> it's really difficult for me as a guy to call myself radiant in any way. <laughs> they, they get, you know, with, with no hair and all, but, but here's the deal. And it's funny because I was just with my granddaughter and she's fascinated with my bald head. She oh, goes man. to my wife, his hair falled out. And, and she keeps <laughs> asking me, she's in that, why? why? I, she's how just old like, is she? She's three. Oh. And, and so she's just fascinated, like, how did this happen? How, anyway, um, but to answer your question, where I've been so worshiping Jesus lately is his brilliance, the brilliance of his mind. We often think of the love of Jesus and the miracles of Jesus and the sacrifice of Jesus and the power of Jesus 
But just remembering there has been no more brilliant teacher and thinker than Jesus. And it, it grieved me. I looked on Google, the world's best thinkers, the world's best intellectuals. None of them mentioned Jesus. I think, what do you talk? Nobody taught like Jesus taught. And, and when he was 12 years old, the Bible says people were astonished at his wisdom and understanding. When he was an adult, the Bible says they were mesmerized by his teaching. We've never heard anything like that. And I think as Christians, we so often focus on what Jesus did, which is appropriate and beautiful and glorious. And we kind of forget what he said. Just, he was just this brilliant man. And so just doubling down on studying the words of Jesus, studying those who write about Christ, trying to grow my mind, realizing that ultimately, as Christians, we should pursue that kind of brilliance and insight. Um, Paul says we have the mind of Christ. Uh, and I, I may just have a tiny little sliver, but I want to do 100% of the 1% that I can, yes. I can experience. I love that. That's so good. Well, Gary, I am so thankful for you, and I just can't wait for our listeners to go grab a copy of Making Your Marriage a Fortress. Um, I just I just know they're going to love this conversation, and so thank you so much for being my guest for the third time again today. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Look, I was, I was blown away by the wisdom of these couples. I took away some things I will never forget, uh, and I'm just eager to share these friends with others uh, so that they can get to know them well, that God is... God is doing so many good things in quiet lives that nobody will ever hear about. Uh, and I just, I just felt blessed that I got to meet them. Ooh, I might get emotional sharing this, Rebecca. I have really been drawn to the humility of Christ when you walk this groaning earth of late. Yeah. You know, there's a verse that says something along the lines that he didn't even think of equality with God, something to be grasped. That's how humble he was as the son of man. And yet he was God. And he just... He just showed us that all the those three years that we're able to follow him through the Gospels. And it's so easy for pride to take a foothold or to worry even about my book. Will it sell? Those kind of things. Sure. And um, I had to memorize Psalm 115.1 recently. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. And so that piece of him that was so humble but also... With that, he humbled himself truly yeah. to die on a cross for us and bring us eternal life. And I'm so grateful he rose again and he's our victorious king of kings and on the throne. But he's also with those of us who are humble and, and give our lives to him. And just that compassionate heart of our Savior just takes my breath away. And, and I believe hopefully that makes me radiant to know Absolutely. the deep love of Jesus and what he purchased, what he went through to give us wow. that. Hmm. I love that question. Um, there's so many things I think, but I think the things that really gives me joy and makes me feel like radiant, I guess, is thinking of how, um, how close Jesus is to us. I'm really mm -hmm. drawn to all of the verses that talk about, um, how he loves us, how God will never leave us or forsake us, how he has, um, you know, he's loved us with this extravagant redeeming love. And mm -hmm. I guess even from a young, when I was young, I always, I guess I just always knew 
Jesus loved me. And I don't know if that's because I grew up singing Jesus loves me or people told me that. Um, I wouldn't say I was really walking with him till probably my college years, but I had always had this sense that he really loved me. And that I was, I guess I always think of it as I'm his girl, if that makes sense. Mm. And I think that just gives me, I guess, a little confidence or a pep in my step as I go do all yeah. the things that he might call me to do. And I really love to pour out to other women, though. That I think that's what gives me joy. If it's through writing, if it's one-on-one mentoring, you know, it's a phone call with someone, That that's what gives me really great joy. So I would say that I feel like that helps me radiate Jesus, I guess, if yeah. that makes sense, that... I just, I just love when the Lord sets up an appointment and you just get to, you know, it could be something I went through last week and now I get to pour out to Mm. somebody else and encourage that lady with whatever she's going through. And you think, man, I just am learning this lesson, but wow, he's Mm. already going to allow me to share it with someone else. And then we get to encourage each other and bond over that. And I just love it. I just love to pour out what God's, the comfort he gives, whatever he's showing me and, and really try to share it with other people. Oh, I love that. Um, honestly, I think his grace is probably the biggest thing for me. Looking at my life and seeing every mistake I've ever made and every moment that I, you know, fell short and every moment that I let someone down or lied mm. or whatever, you know, and, and all those moments, but then seeing how God has always forgiven me and had so much grace for me. And he's taken away my shame and my guilt and everything and placed just such a peace over me. I think that's something that I every day I wake up remembering that. And every day mm. I wake up um, really being reminded of what God's done in my life and how yeah. he's forgiven me. And so that always um, makes me radiant walking through life knowing that I am forgiven, that I'm set free, and that I can uh, live in eternity with Jesus because of his grace and because of what he did on the cross. The, the thing that's happened most recently where, like, I was moved to tears mm. um, was a, a couple of weeks ago, my daughter came to me, and she's 16, and she said, Dad, you know, my youth group's having a baptism, and I think I want to get baptized. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, that's yeah. just like, and she said, I want you to do it, you know. Oh, wow. And, uh, and so we went to this youth pastor's home and there's about a hundred kids in this backyard on a cool fall evening. And, um, I got to baptize my daughter Lulu and wow, you know, I just, um, like she's in this like hot tub thing and, and I kneel over her and, and I just start bawling, like, just like, a yeah, I mean, just no chance of me, like controlling my emotions and she's crying and I'm crying and I just I I think what I said like the thing I remembered saying was like your earthly father is so proud of you but Mm. your heavenly father is so much more proud of you than you'll ever know and uh and I just remember like it, it just I'll never forget that moment of you know seeing my daughter make a public profession of her personal relationship with Jesus. That's the moment my parents prayed for, for me. It's the moment I've prayed for, for my daughters. And 
I mean, when I think of the word radiance and, and looking to God and being radiant, like I saw radiance in her eyes mm. and I know she had to see it in mine because in that moment uh, we were in the presence of God and I know that he was pleased um, with my daughter's profession of her faith. So uh, wow. those are the moments, man. <laughs> like I just, uh, I'm so thankful. God is so good. And here I am, you know, I've always been haunted in a good way by this thought that I don't want to be going all around the world singing my songs and writing my books and telling your listeners that he's the God who stays and getting that message out to everybody. But then the ones in my own home don't get that yeah. message. Right. And so my prayer is for the ones in my family. And uh, and so when you see that light bulb go on mm. in the head and the heart of your own kid, um, I mean, there's a radiance there that is uh pretty, pretty special. That's I would say Jesus's grace. Mm. Um, the, we will never be able to outgive Jesus's grace to us that he gave to us. And that is just when we, and when I particularly have been able to sit in that, mm. it, it radiates like, I want to give this to people, right? Like I want to be a person of grace so that it attracts other people to the kingdom of God. And I think that would be my favorite thing. You know, I think reflecting him to other people, just, um, you know, I was, we were coming home from an event. I spoke at an event in Branson at favored women this last weekend. So we're driving home and my son, Austin is the um, event director for me. So he's driving, we're coming home and we stopped at this fireworks stand, you know, to get fireworks mm -hmm. for the fourth. We're going to have a family reunion. And so we wanted to get lots. And there was this guy just, he was shopping and he was, you know, just a little older and he just kind of looked bewildered. And he just kind of started muttering to himself about, he couldn't believe he was doing this. And without me really asking anything, he doesn't know who I am. He starts telling me the story about how his daughter died of a drug overdose at 24 and how her two and four-year-old are going to now be being raised by him and his wife. They're the grandparents, this whole story. And I literally opened my mouth and what I didn't expect me to say, I said, I said, can I pray for you? I would really mm -hmm. love to pray for you. His name is Peter. And so Austin walked up, he saw me talking. So like right there in boom land, boom land of all places, we just prayed. And I, I think that the way that women can express the radiance of Christ is to be on mission. So you look at it and you think all my life and all of Peter's life intersected in that one moment. Yeah. And if we live our life on mission and we say that, like, it's a good phrase, but it's actually true that the people we run into, whether it's the Peter in Boomland or whether it's, you know, the cashier, the barista, the police officer, your whole life and their whole life intersected in that one moment. And the way to radiate Christ is to be available at like, Holy Spirit. Like, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? What, how can I bless this person? Yeah. I told you about the, you were seen movement. Did I tell you? You about did. That? You did. I love it. I still, that's still a big part is that we carry those cards and have them ready to say, you were seen by me today. You are seen by God every day. And then trust the Lord that they're going to take those cards. There's a 24 seven prayer line. There's the youwereseen.com website to be able to link to the Billy Graham website to find out more about faith in Christ. So like, it's not like, I think as women that we can get caught up thinking that it's about the deadlines and the decisions and the diapers and the dishes, like it's just drudgery. 
like we start Monday, here we go, marching on to Tuesday. And we kind of, by the time we get to Friday, it's like, oh, finally the weekend. And then a couple of days and back at it. And that is not how God wants us to live. Oh. Like every single day, every breath, every moment, every minute is an absolute gift from him. So what is it in that moment? And, you know, if you're starting your day, which to me, it's important to start my day in the word, even if you're just reading the verse of the day, maybe go to that chapter and just read that chapter. If you don't have time, that's five minutes. Just do that. Um, And then be on mission, you know, just say, Lord, like give me those divine appointments today. Help me to find meaning in what might seem to other people meaningless because there is meaning in it. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I pray it encourages you. Make sure you share it with a friend who might need this encouragement today as well. And guys, it is going to be such an exciting year here at Radical Radiance in 2023. You may or may not know this, but I am launching my very first book in April of this coming year in 2023. And I'm going to be talking a lot more about it in the weeks to come. I'll be revealing the book cover. We'll be starting to talk about pre-order bonuses and all of those fun things. I'm so excited to share the message of this book with you. And I've been so prayerful about how God's going to use it. And I cannot wait. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Follow me on social media over at Rebecca George Author on Instagram. That's primarily where I hang out. And I cannot wait to share more with you soon. And I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you next Tuesday.